0: Welcome to The Greg Bennett Show. I'm your host, Greg Bennett, and today I have a delightful conversation with professional triathlete and biotech engineer, Dr. Hannah Wells. In this episode, Dr. Wells describes her journey into the world of triathlon and the fact that she only started in her early 20s. Her rise to the top has just been remarkably fast. She spent many years balancing her work and triathlon and adventure racing, but after a successful 2019, she's gone all in the sport of triathlon. She discusses her love of the sport, the people, the training, and the racing, and she explains the importance of listening to her body and adapting the training accordingly. Her advice to never stop learning and to focus on the process is something we all need reminding of. Now, before we go on, Thank you for listening and thank you for all the helpful feedback. If you'd be up for sharing the show, I truly appreciate it. If you're interested in supporting the show, you can support the show's sponsors, Athletic Greens, Hyper Ice, and Form Swimmer Goggles, and or you can visit my Patreon page and give as much as you want or as little as you want, and you can cancel that anytime. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Dr. Hannah Wells as much as I did. And remember, success comes to those who endure just one moment longer. I want to give a huge shout out to Athletic Greens for supporting the show and for just being there every day for me. Athletic Greens is now very much a part of my daily routine. Just such a simple way to get a delicious blend of 75 superfoods, vitamins and minerals and probiotics and so much more. I really encourage you to invest in yourself. Invest in your own health for your performance optimization today and for your longevity. Sign up and have it delivered straight to your door. It's just so simple, tastes great, and does what I really need for my health. I've also been doubling down on Athletic Greens vitamin D, just a huge proportion of the population are vitamin D deficient, myself included. And I focus heavily on getting out in the sun throughout the day, but when I can't, I religiously supplement with vitamin D. And right now, if you order, they'll give you a year's supply of vitamin D plus five free travel packs. Athletic Greens is just so much more than a multivitamin and multimineral. It takes to the next level adding in a daily dose of superfoods, probiotics, greens blends, and so much more to support your gut health, your energy, your immunity, and stress. So please do yourself a favor and sign up. It also makes a great gift for a family member or a friend. So sign up now and get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase by visiting athleticgreens.com forward slash Greg. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash Greg. Now, you've probably heard me on many of the episodes discussing Hyperice products with my guests, whether it's sitting in the Normatec compression boots, which I've been doing after solid workouts for well 10 plus years, or it's the Hypervolt percussion massage devices that I use daily to warm me up before going to the gym, or the vibrating massage roller, which I use before every run. All of the hyperized gear is just so easy to use and just keeps me going. My goal is to keep moving, keep physically fit for many, many years to come. And using the hyperized products are just helping me do just that. So simple, quick and easy to look after my body at home. And I've just started using the new Hypervolt Go. It's surprisingly powerful and whisper quiet and ultra lightweight at only one and a half pounds or 680 grams and it's 30% smaller than the Hypervolt. The Go is ready to provide relief wherever you roam with three speed settings, two interchangeable headset attachments, 18-volt rechargeable lithium-ion battery, and like I said, lightweight, easy to use, one and a half pounds, 680 grams, and it's TSA approved for carry-on. So get 10% off at all Hyperice products using code GREG10 at checkout. Go to hyperice.com. That's H Y P. E-R-I-C-E.com, and use code GREG10 at checkout. Are you someone who uses bike computers while you ride and or wearable devices while you run? Would you like to have it while you swim? For years, I've been using bike computers and wearables on the run to gain feedback to help efficiency and performance, and now I can have it while I swim with the Form Smart Swim Goggles. Honestly, these goggles blew my mind. I put the Form Smart Swim Goggles on and immediately could see the metrics on the screen. I love playing with my stroke rate and seeing how it affects my pace, just as I did on the bike for most of my career, always trying to find the best cadence to generate power and create the most speed. With Forms Smart Swim Goggles, you can see all the metrics while you're swimming. Distance, pace, stroke rate, and heart rate. They have it all. The swim data is displayed on the goggle lens, and you can customize the display to see the metrics you want to see. The goggles track it all and are automated. You start them at the beginning of your swim and you don't have to press any buttons in between. They automatically track everything. The goggles connect to the Form Swim app on your smartphone and there you can review all the details of your swims and see what other swimmers are up to in the form community as well. Battery life is incredible. One hour charge gives you 16 hours of swim time. So go to formswim.com forward slash Greg. That's formswim.com. Dot com forward slash Greg and get $15 off or you can use code greg15 at checkout. All right, today's guest is one of the greatest prospects to hit the world of triathlon. In her short time as a professional athlete, she has won every major half distance race in the Oceania region, including the Tarunga Half, Challenge Wanaka and the Ironman 70.3s on the Sunshine Coast, Western Sydney, Taupo and Geelong, amongst others. And even more spectacular, She's 72 hours off the back of debuting in her first Ironman in Ironman New Zealand, which she won convincingly in nine hours and one minute. And if that's not enough, she has a PhD in biotech engineering. She did her PhD looking at the structure of collagen in a range of tissues and natural materials and won two international awards. I'm just truly fascinated at getting a better understanding of how she does it all and and looking at her journey and, and her process. So it's an absolute honor to have her on this show, so welcome and thank you for joining me on The Greg Bennett Show, Dr. Hannah Wills. How are you? I'm
1: great. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Yeah. How, how's, your, how's the body? I mean, that, that Ironman <laughs> is so fresh. Are you recovering uh, yeah. all right?
1: And the legs are definitely still a bit tender. Um, we are now Wednesday and we raced on Saturday, so... I'm hoping it gets a little bit better from here on.
0: <laughs> we'll are, you, are you back home, or are you? I mean, back how far home. away was the race from where, where home is for you?
1: Uh, so I live in Todonga, which is about two hours drive from Topol. So nice and handy for us, actually. Um, so it wasn't too far to travel, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back home now.
0: It's a it's a good way to start into the sort of the Ironman, the long course racing to. So you have yeah. everything sort of in your control that you can control right up exactly. to the race as possible. Yeah. I know Laura did that. My wife did that with Boulder Ironman. We didn't really want to race at altitude, but it's like, you know what? Keep the same food, massage therapist, yeah. everything the same as long as possible. Yeah, I mean, exactly. what What did you think of the Ironman and what did you think it was going to be like? And I guess, what was it actually like?
1: Um, I loved it. Um, I, I truly did. I mean, it was really hard obviously um mm. but I was expecting that um people told me before the race that expect that a lot of things can go wrong over that time because it's just such a long time out there and so I was exor- I sort of went into it expecting to have some tough moments and have a few hurdles to get over mm. I probably had a few more than what I was even anticipating <laughs> but <laughs> even though I got warned about it Um, but I mean, that's, that's part of the fun of it, I guess, is Mm. that it is really hard to do the race really well. And it often leaves you feeling like you can go better next time. And that sort of sucks you in and you, you get the Ironman bug. So, um, (laughs) I think I've probably fallen for that.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. What were some of the hurdles you said you experienced?
1: Um, I made the, the classic mistake of dropping nutrition, um, which, And a half. I mean, I've done it before and a half, and you can sort of fake your way through. Um, Mm. But not ideal when you're out there for that long, and you really need to have a pretty precise uh, nutrition strategy going in for a race that long. So um, my nutrition strategy on the day was definitely not precise because I managed to lose Lot of my nutrition, so (laughs) How,
0: how did that happen? How did that happen, and what did you do to sort of make up for it?
1: Um, I dropped so I had nutrition in my bottles on the bike and um managed to drop those. Uh, just I think I did practice with the um the bottles before the race, but I didn't realize how much they were going to be jumping around. Um, at the on seat, New Zealand roads? On New Zealand roads. <laughs> New Zealand roads are just, they're, yeah, they're pretty pretty rough. So, um, yeah, just going around a corner, there was a bit of rough road and it just popped out. And then I had another, a similar thing happen again. So, um, yeah, I guess from there it was just about I just used the course nutrition um, yeah. and tried to get as much as I could on and, and pick up gels on the bike as well as bottles. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much what I did. And I actually felt pretty good. Um, at the end it was more my legs that were slowing me down um, than sort of the nutritional fatigue or anything like that so I must have done pretty well just sort of faking my way through it so
0: (laughs) I love it faking my way through and (laughs) and I was looking at your results I mean you still even losing that nutrition you ran a a 310 off a 450 bike I mean that's a very solid debut you know and even with the with the mistakes you made it's really you you must be somewhat Satisfied with that:
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm pretty ambitious, so I had probably I hope to run faster than that, um, but hey, it leaves improvement for next time, and <laughs> I am really happy. I'm really happy with how the day went and and just making it to that finish line to be honest, like mm. it's it's just such a long way, and if you think about it too much, it does become pretty scary, um, even as a professional, so um, yeah, just making that finish line is is, pretty, is such a cool feeling.
0: And you've uh, qualified for the world championships with that. Um, I
1: have, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so obviously you take your spot. And, and, and I mean, we don't know what's happening at the end of the year, but at least even if it rolls over for another year, yeah, <laughs> you've got your spot locked in for a while. So that that's-
1: yeah, yeah. And I, I went to Kona, twenty nineteen. Um, I actually did. A bit of a training block with Jocelyn McCauley as she was preparing for Kona um, over in the states, and absolutely loved that. And then went over to Kona and, and carried on with a bit of training and uh, watched the race. And it was it's just such a such a cool atmosphere and, and such a special race. So um, yeah, to get to get the qualification spot is definitely pretty exciting. And we'll see what happens. It's pretty hard to plan at this stage, but um, yeah, at least at least I got it. And and yeah it's maybe Mm. an option
0: (laughs) would you would you do uh depending on who races would you do another iron man yeah for kona this year yeah i
1: would like to yeah um at this stage i'm looking at kens in june Mm. um travel may be possible between australia and new zealand by then so if we can do that i will try and get over for that which is yeah that'll be very exciting I'm, i'm definitely keen to give the Ironman distance another crack. Um, mm. So we'll see.
0: <laughs> well, I think you're pretty well suited to it. I think, you know, the way you've just debuted with that performance. Um, I mean, I, I think in order to do an Ironman really well, it's nice to stay in touch with the the 70.3 kind of speed and, and power. Yeah. But, um, you know, I yeah. think the way you approached that. How, I mean, you mentioned going to Kona in 2019, but this last, 12 months how how was your motivation during this 12 months you know with with everything that was going on in the world were you able to sort of stay fairly consistent with your training
1: um it was a little bit up and down for sure i think most people would find uh would have found that you know you go Mm. through through phases where you're like no you know this is fine and then phases where it is a little tough and um you know if races are happening around the world or and and you feel like you can't get there and yeah, there's definitely the moments for sure. Um, but overall pretty good. Um, mm. I really enjoy training. Uh, I just really love training. I mean, I love racing too, but, um, for me, training is just, it's what I want to be doing anyway. So, um, that definitely makes just ticking through the process a lot easier. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I do like to have some goals still. I don't just like to float my way through because i do find in that case i'd get a little bit bored and unmotivated but um it's very easy to set training goals as well so um it was more about adjusting what your goals are for the year and rather than focusing on races just focusing on improving and and getting those numbers up in training really um Mm. and that's pretty satisfying so Mm. yeah
0: i I hear you when it comes to the goals it's kind of these days i just train personally for health and longevity and Mm -hmm. That's really hard actually. <laughs> it's like I need to have something that scares me more than that. Do you know what I mean? I need to yeah. even if it's just entering a five K run race and yeah. there's always an expectation from others around you and, and what you put on yourself that, that help you get out the door and get some running going. And um, Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it it's nice to have that go- I mean, the goalposts kept moving for you though. I mean, with Ironman Man New Zealand, they it was on and then they pushed it back yeah. was it three three, four weeks. Uh, yeah, and then three you had weeks. to <laughs> yeah
1: it was actually quite funny timing because i think i i had just finished my last sort of key swim bike run session um mm. and it went really well so i was i was super happy super excited um and then got home and then that's that afternoon uh we get an announcement over the tv saying there has been an outbreak of covid in new zealand and we are locking down tonight <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that was a week out from the race so, oh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a crazy sort of 72 hours. Cause it was announced that from, from the race that they were thinking of trying to postpone it. Otherwise it would be canceled. So we weren't really sure what was happening as well for a little, for about three days. So it was oh, an interesting time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you got to race. It's so I know. I know. <sighs> <laughs> I, I feel for you all. I feel for for all of you that are, you know, you, it's not just the the final few weeks. You, you work and work and work at it. And then, yeah. yeah. You know, you finally get to race. And uh, it really was, you know, I had the Ironman app on all day on Saturday. And what was great is we'd planned this conversation before you'd done the race and i had even said to laura i really, I really hope she wins <laughs> i'm
1: like just <laughs> i was hoping i'd win too. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i didn't mean it as, as extra pressure it was just nice to, to see not only that you won but you had just a, such a solid performance all around um are you still working i mean and have you I'm been working now. this past year
1: no i'm yeah. not actually now i i turned full-time as an athlete um uh, beginning of 2020 which was Interesting timing for COVID. <laughs>
0: oh no! How much before COVID was that that you? Start- <laughs> it was.
1: Uh, it would have been about two to three months. So oh. was- <laughs> unfortunate. Like, come
0: timing. on. I know. It was unfortunate.
1: I know. So we did have because um, I actually haven't travelled and raced outside of Oceania yet. Um, well, I mean, I travelled to the states to do training with Drossel, but I didn't race over there. Mm. Um, so I was really looking forward to, you know, and the reason was is because my job involved quite a lot of travel as well and it was sort of hard to do both. Um, Mm. I I really wasn't able to go overseas and do a block overseas to put a few races together. So I hadn't had that opportunity yet. So I was really looking forward to doing that in 2020 and had plans to head over to the States and so on. And then, yeah, haven't had that chance yet, but we'll get there.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And look, it was the right decision. I mean, you just got to look at your resume to know that yeah, but there was a time that you had to pull the trigger and go all in you know totally. I as in if i was advising you i'd be saying yeah you know give it a good crack so i i think mm. you know hindsight's 2020 20, obviously but i think with the information you had at the time it was definitely the right decision uh, yeah
1: it was a tough mm. decision to make if i'll be honest but um mm. it was it was getting pretty i mean i got some really good results in 2019 um obviously mm. but towards the end i was i was getting pretty tired um and just I was sort of falling behind in both aspects, so work and triathlon. I felt a little bit I wasn't fully one hundred percent into both because it was just too much. So um, something you had to give. And while I'm young, yeah. I may as well give triathlon a crack, really. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I think yeah, you you you, you, you glimmered over that 2019. You won every race you went in. I
1: mean,
0: I mean that's an incredible. (laughs) I mean, you've really you've kind of stamped your mark. You're now on everybody's radar, um, which is great. (laughs) You want to be on people's radar. that You have these performances, and uh, we're just excited to see when when you can get to a world championship when the world opens up that we get to watch you. Um, Now, I have something that you might not like me bringing up. Um, Yesterday, I was talking to my mom, and I said, "Oh, I'm going to have Doctor Hannah Wells on the show," and my mom said. Geez, that name's for Mia. <laughs> I said, okay, mum, it's not the Hannah Wells from Designated Survivor, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was my mum's favorite show for the longest yeah. time. There, uh, do you get that a bit for anybody that hasn't watched Designated Survivor? It's a, a really great show on Netflix yeah. and uh. Hannah Wells is the main character played yeah. by uh, Maggie Q, who does a really good job of your name. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I do get it a few bit Actually, if you Google Hannah Wells, it she pops up everywhere, of course. Um, <laughs> but I don't mind because she's awesome in that show.
0: <laughs> yeah, she is awesome in that show. And so, I don't know. Did they pay you royalties to use your name, though? And, uh... <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe they should have. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I just thought it was fun. Anyway, mum yeah. and, and I had a good laugh over it. Anyway, <laughs> let, let's rewind the clock a little bit so we can get to know you a little bit, um, you know and tell me about sort of when you found your passion for endurance sports and um, how that all started. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Well, I started triathlon in 2013. um, And prior to that, I hadn't done triathlon at all. I hadn't swum bikes or I didn't do running as a hobby uh, Mm -hmm. to keep fit. But other than that, I'd never competed in running. Um, And, I started because I actually got injured from the sports that I was playing at the time, which was netball and volleyball, and needed Mm. to keep fit. So I went to the pool um, and met the triathlon club there. And I just, it didn't take very long for me to actually really love the sport. Um, I really liked the way that uh, in the clubs, you know, obviously I started as an age grouper and, and it was all about joining a club and, and getting involved in the community. And I really loved how it was all ages um, and all mm. different people and and all different abilities. Um, and it, it, it was a very welcoming sort of um, community to go into. I had been playing um, pretty competitive team sports prior to that, which is awesome, but it's you're always surrounded by girls of your same similar age and similar background. So it was really cool to go into a sport that was a bit more diverse um, and I just loved how it was just it was very challenging for me especially at the start because I was so new to it and because I was so new to it I saw improvements pretty quick and I just found that really satisfying because I had been playing similar sports for so many years that the improvements weren't really happening anymore mm. um, and I just yeah I don't know I loved it I loved that it was really hard um, I love that it was a little bit almost therapeutic in some ways, um, you know, just going out and ticking through a swim, a bike and a run. It's it's time to think, it's time on your own, it's time outside. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's sort of mm. what drew me in really.
0: So, um, so you, you're probably somewhat of a natural Athlete. And what I mean by that is you're fairly athletic if you're used to those Probably, netball, yeah. volleyball and yeah. team sports. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've always been quite like a, a strong female too. I remember it at school taking the boys on and, and press-up competitions and things like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I've, definitely, I've definitely always been competitive and loved yeah. sport in general. So yeah, that definitely <laughs> helped going into triathlon for sure.
0: Do you, do you have siblings then?
1: I have an older sister, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And is she in the sport as well? Or
1: She is. Um, not quite the same sport that I'm into. She, she's pretty good at sport. She has very good hand-eye coordination and, and plays sport, but she, she doesn't really like fitness as much as I do. So mm. um, we were competitive when we were younger at team sports and stuff, but she definitely doesn't um, swim, bike, and run crazy amounts like I do.
0: <laughs> I, I'm amazed by how many guests I've had on this show where they're the the second, they're the younger sibling.
1: Yeah. And and they're the ones
0: that are taking on the world. Is anybody out there doing a doctorate on figuring out why the the (laughs) second or third in line are the ones that seem to be – I mean, obviously, it makes sense that you're always trying to take on your older sibling when you're younger and so you improve. But, boy, it's fascinating to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think there must be something in that for sure. Um, That was definitely me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You you said, uh, you know, the sport is just – it's such a welcoming sport and just so many wonderful people, you know, I had a similar experience finding it in Sydney when I was kind of young. Um, And like you said, of all ages, all backgrounds, and uh, everybody in the sport is just so keen to try and get more out of life by challenging themselves and doing Mm. something that they've never done before, that you surround yourself with these like-minded people that it's, you become addicted to just simply being around the community. Right. I mean, it, it really is wonderful. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and no matter what ability people are at, they're always trying to get better. Um, and yeah. I guess you can be, you can be aiming to, uh, be really competitive at all ages because of the age group, um, mm-hmm. I guess situation, um, you know, trying to win your age group and so on. And that's actually unusual from the sports that I came from. There wasn't really that sort of, um scope to, to try and be competitive at any age. It was sort of, you know, you're really good at volleyball at, you know, in your twenties and then you're done. Um,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah. so that's quite a cool thing about triathlon, I
0: think. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I've had uh, – on this show, I had a guy by the name of Dr. Maroon, Joseph Maroon on the show, and he just bought his new track speed concept. Um, he's 80 <laughs> years old. He's in the 80 – you know, 80 plus. <laughs> it is a good bike. It was my last bike, actually. Um, and then my father-in-law, Paul Reback, he's 80, and these guys – they're so disciplined They they have that mentality of get up in the morning, work out every day. They still race each other. They all know each other now because the fields are getting smaller once you get to 80, but yeah. that that just being around those guys and people that love it that much, it's just so yeah. contagious. I, I think it's fantastic. Now you didn't start until you were 20 then. Is that right? Were you
1: 23? Yeah.
0: 23. Yeah. Wow. And when did yeah. you realize maybe I have, you know, some ability, um, you know,
1: you know, i I don't know really um i i was pretty and I was pretty lucky to enter the sport at already sort of a a level of fitness and i guess strength anyway um i I got seconded exterior world champ so that was that was very early on i think exterior world champs was like my third or fourth triathlon or something is that
0: right what year was that uh
1: 2013 maybe yeah. You
0: got second at Xterra World Champs in 2013. Wow. In my
1: age group, yeah. Or maybe it was 2014. I'm, I'm not a little bit fuzzy on those. I'm...
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so mountain biking um, is a bit of a background then? Were you, mountain, yeah. were you a mountain biker? or? Yeah, yeah, before
1: I was a road cyclist. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't actually even own a road bike in the first couple of years of doing triathlon. Um, and then I've just sort of... I've chopped and changed a little bit through the years. I also spent a a year doing, um, multi-sport. There's a, an iconic event here in New Zealand called coast to coast, which is Mm, kayaking, mm. um, trail, very much trail running, um, and road cycling. And you go from one coast of the South Island to the other in a day. Mm. Um, so I spent a bit of time doing that as well. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know when I sort of realized, um, that maybe I was, you know, had an ability in the sport. I think I just probably really enjoyed, um, I was more focusing on how much I was improving over the years and the improvements just kept on coming. And I, I got addicted to that. I think, um, I just Mm -hmm. found it so satisfying to, you know, be at one level and then six months down the track, just smashing those times that I was doing only six months ago, which was something just so, New to me and, and so addictive, I guess. Um, mm. So I never really thought about that even that much. Other than that, um, I was just sort of enjoying the process, I guess. Uh, I went professional in two thousand and seventeen, but I, it took a lot of convincing from my partner at the time to do that, to make that move. And <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> was, was it was it you? Was it just self doubt? You didn't think you? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably
1: a bit of the old imposter syndrome that. Um, it's all too mm. familiar in sport i guess um and thank goodness i did because then i went and race at sunshine coast and got second so i actually managed to pick up a bit of prize money um
0: <laughs> yeah, that can be a great yeah. little motivator going hang on maybe yeah. i do belong here
1: yeah okay maybe i will then
0: <laughs> yeah oh that's fantastic um, yeah i mean that coast to coast is oh that's world renowned um yeah it's an incredible yeah. event uh yeah did i think a friend of mine, Courtney Atkinson, do it recently. Oh yeah, What's he, he
1: did. He there? actually yeah. did it the same year I did.
0: I did, um, yeah. Yeah, got to have Courtney on the show. But um, yeah. was that 2017? You did it. You it said?
1: was, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh no, it's a yeah. fantastic. Have you done other adventure racing? I, I had. Um...
1: um, I did. I went over to China and did a multi-day race. Um, I did another one, Red Bull Defiance, here in New Zealand, which was um, pretty what? big in its time. Um. I think that might be about it though for the adventure racing. I did. I went through a bit of a a phase of it through around 2016 and 17, um, just spending a lot of time on off road really. Um, and then after that, I, uh, fell back into the 70.3 or half distance racing and decided that actually that's what I wanted to do. But the adventure, the adventure racing stuff was, was definitely a lot of fun. Um, I just enjoyed the competitive nature of the halves, I guess, um, the half racing, the Ironman racing a lot more so um yeah yeah yeah, ended up back in that
0: I I think they make you really I think they they're they're such a challenge and they make you so strong that yeah you can sort of take that that learned skill over to the sport of triathlon and and hone your sort of speed and power of triathlon but still bring that really wasn't Brayden Curry didn't he come from the adventure side as well right
1: yeah he came from coast to coast he was very good at coast to coast so it's obviously a bit of a theme with the kiwis.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I they breed them tough and strong in, in New Zealand. I know that. I've I've raced enough kiwis over the last 30 years to know you never get you never get a, given an easy race. Um, I don't know what it is in the water down there, but you're definitely so strong. I had um one of my guests, Rebecca Rush, was one of the the world's best in that adventure racing and the kind of stuff that she put herself through is just absolutely incredible it really is yeah yeah over so many sports in any condition i feel like yeah. triathlons we cancel if the swim's a bit choppy these days or...
1: <laughs> yeah, <that's> true,
0: <laughs> i feel like we got to harden up a little bit uh...
1: yeah I actually think yeah. maybe all triathletes should go through a stint of adventure racing because it definitely does toughen you up to the conditions.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Actually, the, the guy, um, Joe DeSano, who who is um, the CEO and founder of Spartan Races, and he also brought up Tough Mudder, mm-hmm. he was just on the show a few weeks ago, and he was basically calling out triathletes saying, we've become a bit soft. Um, <laughs> Me, and yeah. I was like, hang on, well, I kind of get what you're saying, but, you know, careful. We're not that soft, but I do get it that we we do tend to cancel races a bit too quickly and easily. Um at oh, yeah. times. But take us through what what's a typical day like for you then, you know, these days. Are you, you know, with that engineering mindset, are you kind of somebody that lives and breathes routines, night routines and morning routines?
1: Um, a little bit for sure. I think routine is probably pretty healthy for us. Um mm. and I think especially through the last year, trying to maintain a routine through COVID sort of periods as well is definitely healthy. Um, So I do try to start my training, um, I guess, as a typical – now it's my job, so as a typical work day. So I usually start around eight um, and then, yeah, finish around five is basically what I try to do. (laughs) My partner works as well, so I try to um, sort of get my training done all in the work time and and I – yeah, basically wake up similar time each day, similar thing for breakfast. So, yeah, I guess I am definitely a creature of routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, that's just, I mean, realistically, that's the the healthy way to go, I think. Um, you know, setting a sort of a, a similar sleep routine each night is how you're going to get good sleep. And sleep is so important for what we're doing. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely a creature of habit, I guess, now yeah, that I yeah. think about it. Um, <laughs> no,
0: it's true, you become that yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how many hours a week are you sort of physically training and then um, at-
1: you know, I'm actually not a big volume athlete, um, mm. so that was a little bit of a concern going into the full distance. So I guess not a concern, but I, I just something to keep in mind, um, as I was training for the full distance. I think I probably averaged. Um, into the the Ironman this time. I I had a look at my training the other day. And I probably averaged around 19 hours a week across the few months going in, which is definitely lower than what a lot of other Ironman athletes would be doing mm. um, as as professionals. Um, I think that is just partly because of where I am at um, in my career. I guess overall time wise, I think it takes a long time to build up to the really, you know, the big, the big weeks. I mean, I did have some weeks that were mid twenties, um, mid 20 hours, but, um, I hear of some, you know, Cam Brown was doing New Zealand Ironman and he's up around 30 hour mark all the time, sort of, it seems. So, um, it's definitely something I think that you need to be patient with if you want to do the big, big weeks, um, as an athlete and, and not go up, you know, increase your hours per week to Fast and sort of listen to your body, and and that's definitely what I need to do. Um, I do find at this stage in my career, like I can require recovery days probably more often than some athletes who have been doing it um, much longer. I would suspect, um, mm. and that's fine. It's just sort of managing that. You know, maybe I, I think it, at some uh, stages during my build for this last race, it would be a case of three to four days of, of work and then a day easy. Whereas some mm-hmm. people would do, you know, seven seven days or even longer before they have an easy a very easy day. So, um, no, I, I don't believe that any uh, particular way to train is is best. Um, full stop. I think it depends on the athlete and the type of, you know, physiology they are and and the type of athlete they are and about yeah, I guess. That's why it's so important to have such a um, personalized training plan. I think, but oh,
0: um, absolutely, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think my hours, my volume will increase over the years, but I'm not, I'm not willing to push that and go too far with it. Um, I'll, I'll be patient. So um, yeah.
0: We'll see. Wow. Pat- patient and being so young. Those two don't usually go together. That's amazing. You, you, you're the perfect mix. I'm trying. I'm trying. To <laughs> I know. It's funny. I mean, it also comes down to the kind of working work you're doing, right? I mean, it's mm. very easy to get to a 35-hour week if you go, well, I'm going to hop on the bike for four to five hours a day yeah, and, and yeah. just, you know, twiddle my thumbs. And and uh, I yeah. was always that kind of an athlete where I was like the other going, well, look, if I'm getting re- I want it to be specific. If I'm going to do a long ride, yeah. So, I mean, that's – when you do 19 to mid-20 hours, I really feel like that is kind of the norm. Um, And then you might have these, you know, Cam Brown old-school guys that maybe maybe do a little bit more. I also found most of the guys that I raced – once they start having young kids, their hours per week that they are spent on the bike seem to go up as well. So I don't know if there's a direct <laughs> correlation between getting out of the house for longer periods. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not saying motivation. Cam, you did that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it, but it is funny. I mean, who, who's coaching who's coaching you right now, and uh, and do they work with a lot of data, or you guys just kind of yeah. go by feel?
1: Uh, Bevan McKinnon is my coach. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Yeah, he's been my coach now for um, three and a half years, probably. And so we have a pretty good, um, you know, coaching relationship going on. Uh, He knows me very well as an athlete Um, and we do use a lot of data. I think that was key for my first Ironman is, you know, testing and and getting familiar with numbers before I go into it because I didn't really know how it would feel. Um, So it was definitely Mm. not going off feel too much. Um, Although, yeah, still to a certain extent, but – um, definitely had my numbers for the race and that's sort of how we work. Um, but you know, he, he's really good in the sense that, um, I can ring him any day and be like, look, I don't quite feel a hundred percent today. I have, you know, this hard run session. Shall we push it to another day? And yeah, so there's a lot of that going on with my program. It's certainly not a set a week and I just tick it off. Um, and I think when you're sort of balancing on that fine line of, of trying to really reach um, your potential, you're always sort of, you know, you, you need that really, um, I guess, specific training plan and you need to be able to adapt um, on mm-hmm. a daily basis. And so that's definitely been key for me as an athlete to be comfortable enough to, to say, look, I, I don't know that I, it's a good idea for me to do this training session today. Um, yeah, so we have a really good uh, relationship going on now, which is awesome, really. Um, and I look forward to seeing what we can do. Um, yeah, the full distance now, as well as the half. I still love the halves, um, but yeah, this is sort of last race has definitely um, set me off on a bit of a mission to see I can do the
0: I like that—a bit of a mission to do I, I think that's great. <laughs> A quick mini break. I really want to encourage you to do something special for yourself and sign up to Athletic Greens and get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase by visiting athleticgreens.com forward slash Greg. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash Greg. I'm loving the new Hypervolt Go percussion massage device from Hyperice. It's powerful, quiet, lightweight, and TSA approved so I can use it while I travel. Check out the Hypervolt Go and all the other incredible Hyperice gear at hyperice.com and use code GREG10 for a 10% discount. That's hyperice.com. If you want to see all your key metrics like pace, distance, stroke rate, and heart rate while you swim, you need the Form Smart Swim goggles. Go to formswim.com forward slash Greg. That's formswim.com forward slash Greg and get $15 off. Or you can use code GREG15 at checkout. I love the fact that you use the word relationship with, with Ben mm. and your coach because it a coach athlete is a relationship, and it's really yeah. important that that's embraced and and the ability and you even mentioned the word adapt, which is another word that I really love. You know, and I think yeah. the greats know how to uh, adapt when when things happen. For people that don't know. Bevan McKinnon, he has a great podcast called um, – does. Uh, what is it called? Fitter, Fitter, Fitter Radio. Fitter Radio. That's right. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but you can find him on for Fitter Coaching at fitter.co.nz. Um, great guy. He interviews tremendous people as well. And um, I think you found a good person to work with there. I really like Bevan. Um, yeah. So I'm, I, when it comes to the um, – I had a coach by the name of Matt Dixon on a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. And, and Matt and I were talking about data and – um certain athletes working with data or certain coaches and how much data is too much data and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He kind of surmised it at the end and said, Look, I work with this engineer. And for him, plenty of data works for the guy. You know, yeah. he that's the kind of way his brain works. And I was kind of just thinking of you then um, <laughs> yeah. being that you are an engineer and it, it, that you could probably handle and prefer to yep. work in the spectrum of having data, much like my wife. Like you guys have that brain that works well with being saying, look, this is the area to go in. How yep. how are you – when you say you wake up and you're not feeling so great, um, are you – do you wear a wearable like a that whoop um, or anything like um, that? To
1: no, sort of measure
0: I don't. You, any of that?
1: I, I did do HIV for a while, um, mm-hmm. but I actually found that it, for me – I know for some people it works well and for others it doesn't, and for me it wasn't very um, – it was just an HIV app, too. It wasn't a device as such, so maybe it mm. wasn't as accurate. I'm not sure. Um, but it didn't seem to line up. So for me, it's just about how I feel. And okay. I've I've tried to really learn um, to pay attention to how I feel as an athlete. Um, I think that's so important for us to take that responsibility on um, and learn to be okay it's really hard as someone who likes to tick boxes and do everything right to say no to training. Mm, um, mm. But you definitely become a better athlete if you learn to be able to do that and, and be okay with it. So that's mm. something I've really tried to um, get myself used to. You know, <laughs> If I wake up in the morning, I don't feel quite right it is okay for the box on training peaks to go red. Like (laughs) you (laughs) can do it again another day.
0: (laughs) Even that box on training peaks going red is not really good for the psychology of saying, look, I don't (laughs) want to train today. I mean, we're already hard enough on ourselves when we, you know, you want to be the best in the world and and you kind of feel like you got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And where is that line? And yeah, to step back. (laughs) Oh it takes so much strength, doesn't it, to, yep. yeah, to it kind does. of go, I'm being more professional by not doing that run today yep. than I am by doing it. And, uh, yep. yes, I mean, exactly. it took me a long time to figure that out. Who, who are the yeah, other sort of members of, nice. of your your team that are supporting you? you? You've got your partner, you've got Bevan. Yeah. I've got um,
1: yeah. Um, to be honest, it's a pretty small team. <laughs> um, yeah. Bevan's partner, Chris, uh, she is also very involved in sort of our – I guess, journey as well. She's always there um, helping to organize us and, and keeping us all balanced as well. Um, and we actually tend to do, the four of us tend to do a fair bit of travel to races um, together and we all get on really well. So there's always a little, often a little like group of us going to races, which is really nice for me and keeps me relaxed and happy before a race. Um, other than that, you know, I I see a physio if I need to, but I haven't seen a physio in a while now. Um, I do a bit of strength and conditioning, but, um, a lot of that is just very specific to, you know, I just do the basics, you know, you can't go wrong with a deadlift and a squat really. Um, and just basically prehab for running, um, is my strength work. So, um, I often do that on my own. Um, <laughs> and I have a few training partners here at home that I, I swim with and and so on. So. Just friends, really. So my team is pretty, pretty small. Um, but it, you know, I'm, I'm very happy at the same time, and I think that is super important as an athlete to, to have good people around you that keep you happy and, and relaxed. And, and I actually think it's probably a good thing not to have a team that's too big because it can become a little bit overwhelming, yeah. um, and a little bit confusing if you're sort of getting. Um, advice from this person and that person and maybe it doesn't align um together so um yeah that's sort of where I'm at at the moment which is sounds very um simple but it seems to be working at the moment, so we'll no, keep going. No, simple as
0: simple as good. I mean, because you think about <laughs> yeah. it, when you we start building a team of bodywork people, that tends to be when you're having to need a lot of bodywork. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. My my, my team got very big in my forties. It was like and <laughs> yeah. dry needling, massage, three different chiropractors, blah blah blah. Yep. Like, oh my god, just to keep the body going. So
1: yeah, I, think small I do and have a, is- uh, I do have a masseuse that I go to. To be fair, um, and she's great. She's here in Twillingate, so um. That would be the other person I'd probably add in, but yeah, yeah. other than that, pretty good.
0: <laughs> but otherwise, are you doing like a lot of the biking and running? And are you in a swim squad, or are you doing the? What are you doing with other people?
1: Um, I I do most of my swimming with another guy here in Tauranga. He's a pretty good swimmer, and he pushes me. So I we do a lot of swimming together. I used to swim in the squad when I was mm-hmm. working, um, and now it's just it's so important to get sleep that I don't actually get up early for the swim squad anymore. I instead swim with um, Pete, the guy who, who I just mentioned. Um, So he, he's sort of my swim partner um, yeah. and he comes along almost every single session. So that's good. So I'm not doing too much swimming on my own. I do yeah. swim with the group in the open water though, because otherwise I get, scared of sharks
0: (laughs) fair enough i'm the same (laughs) i'm the same i feel like numbers are a good thing i don't even think about sharks when i'm around 10 other people but on my own all i can do is think about
1: sharks (laughs) yeah pretty much um and a lot of a lot of my biking and and running um i do a fair bit um with oh i don't do a few i do a fair bit on my own to be fair and then occasionally i'll just link up with another um friend for a if, if I have, say, an easy run or something, my partner may come with me. He does a bit of running. Um, and then other than that, it's really on my own or at training camps. So um, the year is usually broken up with a few training camps, which is nice. I don't mind training on my own, if I'm honest. Um, I, do, I enjoy it as well. I enjoy company as well. But, um, yeah, it doesn't worry me if I'm on my own. Yeah. A lot of my bike sessions are very specific. So yeah. the time goes by quite quick. Um, of course. And yeah, so that always helps as well.
0: Where, where are those training camps? Where do you guys like to go?
1: Um, we actually we've done a few in Toowoomba recently. Um, it's, yeah. th- that's where the Ironman was, so it's convenient. But it's a great great location for a training camp. It's got some really quiet roads. Uh, where I am located, it's pretty busy. It's a, a growing city, so um, sort of get out of here and, and go somewhere that where the roads are quieter, really. Um, so that's where we've spent bit of time. We've also gone down to Wanaka a few times for training camps, um, which is a beautiful mm-hmm. place down the South Island. Um, yeah. So we just sort of, we try to m- keep things interesting um, as a group and, and um, around a little bit. And then mm-hmm. of course, when, when the borders open up and we can travel, we'll probably do some overseas as well, which will be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you're not like because we always had, we were always in Noosa, Australia. We always had a yeah. b- b- bunch yeah. of Kiwis who would always come over and join us for periods over there. Um, we
1: have done that as well pre COVID. Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. Pre so COVID. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so everything's yeah. pre COVID. It's like BCAD or whatever now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. I mean, y- yeah. you mentioned, um, you know, your team help you sort of stay relaxed and everything. Do you get mm-hmm. overly nervous before races or how are you, you know, going into a race?
1: Um, sometimes i get a bit nervous i think Mm. there's always some nerves
0: um
1: yeah yeah, and i think that's that's perfectly normal and okay um when i yeah so when i feel the nerves it's sort of a it's a funny feeling it's sort of like yep that's i'm okay with nerves they can stick around that's just sort of the Mm pre-race um build-up really if I get too nervous, it's probably obviously there's a, a fine line of, of being good nervous and bad nervous, probably. But um, <laughs> good, I, <nervous>. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I you know I'm lucky that you know my partner is very um, he gets me very relaxed and he's always making jokes and and keeping me sort of keeping things in perspective for me, I guess, before mm. a race. Because um, you know at the end of the day, it is. Even if it's an important race, there's going to be more. Um, And we do this because we love it, really. And so you can't sort of lose sight of that in race week, I think. You've just got to, um, yeah, keep it in perspective and and be thankful that you do get to race, So um, especially with with COVID around. Yeah, exactly. So I think, um, yeah, I think that sort of the nerves turn into excitement, really. Um, And I think that's a really good place to be before a race.
0: You and just so nailed sort of- exactly what I was gonna say. My <laughs> wife, my wife Laura, or I'd always say, Are you nervous? She'd be like, No, I'm yeah. excited. And I love yeah. that yeah. because it's it creates that real positivity. Cause sometimes around exactly. the word nervous, we kind of look at it as like eh. and I kind of feel like it's the the most alive you can ever feel is yeah. that. Right yep. before the race start, the caffeine's kicked in just a little bit. Yeah, you, you you're amped. It means something to you. Everything matters. Um, yeah, you know, helicopter and, and I, flying overhead, the crowd, yeah. I love all of that.
1: <laughs> Same. Yeah, I love the feeling of racing too. So I always try and look forward to that. That sort of feeling when you're out there. Mm. You're on you're on your own, and absolutely nothing else in the world is is in your head at that moment nothing else in the world matters and it's quite a unique feeling I think it's a feeling you only get unless you're very good at say meditating or something it's a feeling uh, that you only get when you're racing it's sort of like I'm here in this moment and that's all I have to think about right now and I think that's Mm -hmm. a pretty cool unique feeling um to have uh and so I really I enjoy that sort of being very in the in the moment in racing so I kind of look look forward to that as well And, and you're out there on your bike which I you say for an Ironman that's where you are for most of the time um and th- there's something so nice about being out on your bike just concentrating on yourself with no cars around or anything like that um and so I just I look forward to that I think it's yeah I really enjoy that moment in the race so I think that's also something to sort of look forward to um, that's
0: really well put I like that yeah. it's um it's almost like you found that you know, you talk about being in the zone, or the Chicks of talks about being in that state of flow. But yeah. you have the ability, some athletes get distracted easily, and, you know, it's not easy for them to stay concentrated for, for long periods. Um, yeah. But you embrace yeah. it in a positive light by saying, Look, this is what I get to do. It's not yeah. have yeah. to do, you know, and that's, exactly. that's uh, quite a weapon to have. I like that very much. Mm. What are you doing? Um, you, we, we talked about some of your team. What are some of the sponsors and, and equipment that you're using um, at the moment?
1: Um, so I'm very lucky to have a few sponsors, um, supporting me, which allows me to do what I do in, uh, Sabaro, New Zealand, they're a sponsor of mine. Um, two times, you are also a kit sponsor for swim, bike and run mm. trick bikes. Uh, so I ride a trick speed concept, which, um, I'm loving at the moment
0: mm, form
1: gozzles. Nice. Which also yeah. sponsor the show. Um, yeah, yeah. I love Fantastic. I love my form goggles. I can't swim without them now in the pool.
0: Yeah, tell um, me how, how do you wear that? How are you utilising them? Because you are swimming on your own a fair bit. How, how, yeah. How are you using them for you know cadence, heart rate, the whole thing, or how do you sort of use them?
1: Um, I use them probably more for pace and and cadence actually. It depends what I'm doing. So in the pool, I would use it for pace just to make sure I'm. Um, executing my sessions accurately um if I swim in the open water with the goggles I'm more looking at cadence um but then also it's just really handy uh having the time in your eye so you can do a session in the open water um obviously before form goggles you sort of had to either count your um count your strokes (laughs) you know 100 hard strokes yeah whatever and then Or you had to sort of guess or try and look at your watch as you were swimming, which is obviously not ideal. So um, I find them handy for both, really. Um, Being able to swim in the open water and do a, a session is is really cool too um, and it's very easy to do that with those. So um, yeah, they're, they're a handy piece of equipment. Um, mm. They've done a very good job with them, I think. And uh, oh, everyone who mind. gets them, yeah, everyone <laughs> who gets them is, is now addicted, so addicted to using them and can't swim without them. So it's quite funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I also have a recovery de- device um, company, Myovolt, um, who sponsor me and then a nutrition company, Eat, Race, Win, Active. So. Got
0: a few good sponsors behind me, which is really nice. Well done. Well, I'm, I think uh, hopefully we can get you several more from this podcast. People listen. <laughs>
1: That'd be nice. So, well,
0: I think it's uh, always great to invest in the future. You know, it's, uh, I think looking at the athletes coming up, it's really, really special. Um, yeah. You know, that was why, why I, I I've, you've been on my radar for quite a little while to have on the show.
1: Oh,
0: really? Wow. Uh, well, I like to see who's, you know, who's on the rise I want to make sure that because then when you're winning the world championships in five years or three (laughs) years or two years whatever it is I can send you a note and you'd be like oh yeah I'm familiar with Greg I'll do his show (laughs) see it's all totally selfish
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it's nice yeah I'm I'm actually very humbled to be on the show because I do listen to the podcast and um you often just get such amazing athletes and and well-established and and people who have achieved so much on here. So when I got the message, I was actually a little bit surprised, if I'm completely honest. So, um,
0: not not, hopefully, not hopefully at the, all.
1: Hopefully the listeners can get something from this.
0: No, <laughs> I, I actually love the fact that you already dropped earlier, you said, you know, imposter syndrome. And, and yeah. <laughs> that, that was Macca, when Chris McCormack mentioned that back, well, gosh, a year and a bit ago. I think I've used that several times on the show with different guests that have all said the yeah. same thing that you did, like yeah. a little bit of imposter syndrome, and we all have it isn't it the craziest thing every there hasn't been maybe Alistair Brownlee or somebody didn't have it but basically every professional athlete I've had on the show said yeah I was struggling with a bit of imposter syndrome it's like this anxiety this self-doubt is is a part of the process you know um yeah how what are you doing what are you doing for um you doing anything specific for general health beyond um, your nutrition products? Do you supplement or do you do any sort of hot cold therapy or anything like that?
1: Um, I do I do take a couple of supplements, the usual magnesium, zinc, fish oil. You know, just the sort of pretty standard um, supplements like those. Um, those are actually probably the only ones at the moment. Protein powder every now and again as well. Um, and I love the sauna, if I'm honest. Um,
0: really? So what I, kind of protocols yeah. are you doing in the sauna?
1: Um, at the moment, I'm not following a protocol now because I actually went to the sauna yesterday because it's not really pre-race. Um, it's just yeah. out of pure enjoyment that I go to the sauna now, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to, before I race, I, I try to get up close to 30 minutes, um, mm, sitting in the sauna. Yeah. Um, it's, it sits around 80 degrees. Um, the one I go 80 degrees Celsius that is, um, yeah, yeah, yeah the one that I go to. So it's maybe it's about 83 actually. Um, So it's probably about a a middle of the range, um, maybe slightly upper uh, sauna. And sometimes I'll do the sauna session after, I mean, this is all sort of programmed and specifically um, around other training sessions, obviously, because it is another stress that you are adding into Mm -hmm. your training. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I'll do it after a run session Um, and then, you know, you're already warm going in, so it's pretty hard. And then also, uh, slowly drip feed the, the fluid back in afterwards for a a certain amount of time before rehydrating, um, and just, yeah, just sort of, um, yeah, I guess getting a decent amount of, uh, dehydration, but in a good way. So sort of, um, promoting that red blood cell, um, I guess production um, as much as possible, but this is all, obviously you have to be very careful around not overdoing it, um, because it can be quite stressful. And if you, it depends on what sort of sessions you've got the next day, cause you do need to rehydrate before any other, um, mm-hmm. key sessions or anything like that. So we definitely do do a bit of the sauna sort of work. Um, and I enjoy that. And that's a, yeah. So um I it really like So
0: it. good. Yeah, in in the cold New yeah. Zealand winters that must be the best oh, workout. Definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we can get some pretty cold rainy winters here so. Um yeah. yeah.
0: I, um, have you heard of, do you follow Dr. Rhonda Patrick? Do you know her?
1: Um, I know that I have heard of her name, yes, but I'm not sure if I follow her necessarily. Oh. She,
0: she's um, always advocating you know, sauna and vitamin D yeah. and a few others. Who have, actually, when she was on the Joe Rogan podcast, she mentioned
1: oh, okay. vitamin yeah.
0: D back in March or April last year, and I think the whole of the U.S. sold yeah. out of vitamin D when she said that yeah. could reduce we the do. symptoms of COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do. Um I think yeah, in New Zealand uh, during winter I do supplement with vitamin D, but it's just been our summer, obviously. So I, I don't during summer. Um, I think we're recommended to supplement in winter only here. Yeah. So sort of depends where you are in the world, I think, a little bit. Yeah. On that one,
0: well, yeah. Well, I think you mentioned the great supplements. Taking the amigas, the zinc is, is is a big one. What what magnesium yeah. do you take? Are you taking that? Uh, do you know which one you take, or you? Just um,
1: um, I would have to go and
0: have a look. Actually, I'm not completely no, that's okay. sure. That's okay. okay. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just diving a little deeper into the magnesiums <laughs> myself now. Where I, I take yeah. the magnesium three and eight for lunch or, or pre uh, okay. pre recording yeah. of a podcast, so it tends <laughs> to be better for my brain. And then the glycinate before bed. And um, yeah. I was just curious, but um, yeah, no, that yeah. I think that's they're, they're the big ones to take. The vitamin D, as you mentioned, um, yeah. And and you you you've said. Sleep and recovery are really important to you. Mm-hmm. How much sleep do you require? Are you kind of
1: Um At least seven and a half hours really. Um so that's probably on the light side. But um I I'm lucky now that I don't often have to set an alarm. So it's basically um go to bed around 9, 30, 10 and then um just sleep until I wake up. So whatever that may be. And sometimes it's more and sometimes it's less. But yeah, um yeah. Yeah, that sort of, I think, yeah, uh, you know, not getting enough sleep is just um, crazy when you're doing a a sport that is so demanding, especially for people who are working as well. So um, Mm. it's definitely something that I would never recommend people, um, I guess, skimp on um, in the sake of of something else. Um, It's just so important
0: yeah did, did you find how was your sleep after this this race this past weekend were you able yeah. to sleep the night of or, or has it been
1: uh, yeah you know it's funny I actually sleep generally pretty well before a race which I think is quite unusual um so I had a good sleep obviously we had to get up pretty early um but I had a good sleep before the race the night after the race was a little bit restless because my legs are just so sore um <laughs> but I think I probably still got about six hours or so so not too bad
0: yeah, I'm that's all right. That. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I've started to do is is record my sleep by a week rather than by a night. And then yeah, it takes the anxiety. Yeah, yeah, I kind of find I have makeup sleeps where I need nine hours. The rest of the week I'm kind of six hours, six and a half, seven. And it's yeah. kind of like, you know for a while there I was really stressed out about it. I should be sleeping at eight. You know, that was the magic number or seven, half, eight, or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. maybe I just don't. And then every now yeah. and then I need a, a good cracker. And that, that tends to be a bit you know mm. i think having an you know, idea of it on at work
1: yeah yeah I've, it's funny because i think the people who stress about sleep um more are the people who struggle with sleep so i think there's definitely something about
0: just <laughs> yeah. um
1: just going with whatever happens and and sort of being a little bit relaxed about it that's like even the the night before a race if you stress about trying to sleep you probably will struggle to sleep so for me if I don't sleep before a race, I actually don't mind. Um doesn't matter. I think it it's, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I think it's the, the probably more the, the whole entire week um, leading in and mm-hmm. then if, to get good sleep. And then if, if you don't get good night's sleep the night before a race, it's actually not going to affect your race at all. And so no. I think because I have that thought in my mind, I do just generally go to sleep um, yeah. fine. So I think <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's the key. Don't stress it's, about it.
0: <laughs> it's one thing I don't miss, I must admit, is that, Sort of alarm that you set at two thirty, three o'clock, <laughs> yeah. or whatever in the morning, getting oh. out and ticking all the boxes, all the like yeah. areas. Okay, nutrition. Put on my gear, my race number. Oh, I've put on my race suit too soon. I got to put my race. Oh, the whole thing, all yeah. of that early morning. I, uh, I must admit, every now and then I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's hard. That's hard. That yeah. really. But I mean, I miss it at it the is. same time. I'm not going to lie. It's like a love hate. Um,
1: yeah, all of it. But. Yeah. You missed what, the, what's,
0: the, the finish line probably. <laughs> so I missed it, yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's it, right? I mean, it's all about the the the, the, the challenge and everything's uncomfortable yeah. and it hurts and it does yeah. hurt. It really does hurt. It doesn't matter how much faster you go. It still hurts. Oh,
1: definitely. But when you get to that yeah.
0: finishing line, yeah. uh, it, whether you win it's or lose, still, it really is. And you, the camaraderie yeah. and, and being with everybody else, it's truly wonderful wonderful um, experience. Actually, I was thinking, I looked at your 901 on debut <laughs> that was my that was my same time i did for my melbourne um, oh really my oh, debut awesome. i didn't i only did two Man's in fact but i um, yeah boy
1: yeah
0: it was brutal i went to <laughs> way too hard too soon <laughs> I did not prepare I think most people well.
1: do. Yeah, oh,
0: most people do. So you and I have matching debut Ironman. There
1: you go. Oh, I'm definitely claiming that
0: one. Wow. <laughs> no, that's not a good thing, I don't think. Mine is not a good one. I got beaten by well over an hour. I think Crowey won in seven hours, 58 or whatever, and I was yeah. well over an hour back. And I think Rini, Rini beat me by 30 seconds. Miranda Carfi beat oh, me Oh, wow. She, start, she started two minutes behind, so she never passed. True. Me, so. Yeah, of course, yeah. And then even better, Hawaii later that year. I um I did even I did slower than that. And <laughs> well yeah third. and, and she, she came third and beat me by one second, but again she didn't pass me because she started five minutes back. So yeah. Rinda carfrey Caffrey has chicked me every single time. <laughs> But never passed me in an Ironman. So. <laughs> okay. She's right, a, bit let, of a
1: legend though.
0: She is a legend. That's true. Absolute legend. Okay. So you, you can
1: probably <laughs> claim that one anyway. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> now look, as we wrap up here, what 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 is um can you give us a tip for people on maybe how to optimize their lives? Have you got any what are um, you thinking? I mean you've given so much already, but
1: <laughs> I think um, for me, I love learning. um I love the process of learning. Mm. and I think so for me it would be focus on being not not necessarily the best at something, but being the best learner um, yeah. and focus on the process and things will just come. I think focusing on a specific sort of endpoint can be pretty challenging, but if you just focus on the process and and learning as you go and trying to improve um not only is it more fun and more rewarding but um you're more likely to to i guess even go even further than what you thought you could um Mm. so i think for me it's just be a good learner um love to learn basically is sort of
0: of, that's awesome thank you for that we all need reminding (laughs) of that though you know it's yeah uh, yeah even with my three-year-old i take it to tennis and uh uh, you know 30 minute lesson for a three-year-old is like five hour lesson the poor thing but <laughs> yeah, God, wow. i'm like just yeah. stay stay curious and just keep learning i want you to really listen i'm happy to keep you know yeah. bringing you to these lessons but you got it you got to. and she does she she stands there in the little yellow circle and she Aww. listens to miss miss jody teach you the how to hit yeah. that ball over the net and it, and it is it's it's like the whole focus should be about the learning yeah um, and, and trying to just stay curious i, I think that's fantastic what a great mm. one. Now, what I've been doing recently is it's had a bit of fun, just 15 okay. fun rapid fire questions, right? Now, okay. what you can do if you don't have an answer, just simply say pass and we move on to the next one because it is 15 <laughs> and we don't have okay. to dwell on it, all right? But
1: I wish I had a coffee now.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you'll be right. You'll be right. Here we go. Okay, I'll start with an easy one. What's your favorite family vacation?
1: Oh, um, South Africa.
0: Nice. On the safaris and things. Yeah. Good one. Um here we go. What would you change about yourself if you could?
1: Um my ability is small talk with people. <laughs> I'm <Really>? very bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you've got the engineer brain, so you don't get to have small talk. My wife's no, the same.
1: We're she, terrible. We're terrible. That's a
0: good one. That's she likes to get deeper on the one-on-one, but she doesn't enjoy yeah. the small talk.
1: That's yeah. good. I like that.
0: Okay. Um is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fine. It's just meant to shake you up a little bit. Okay. Most recent bu- most recent book you've read?
1: Uh, oh, a good one called Mindset.
0: Oh yes, I just bought that. It's sitting next to my. Um, oh,
1: it's really my good. bed.
0: It's been sitting there for three months, and I haven't opened it yet. It's a really good one. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Who's the
0: author of that again?
1: Um, oh, it do- it. it's a doctor. Oh. Dweck, Dr. Carol Dweck or something like that.
0: Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes for everybody. We can go check it out. Um, Outside of triathlon, if you could choose anything to do for a day, what would it be?
1: Oh, go to the beach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're living in the Bay of Plenty, right? Haven't you got the most beautiful beaches down there in the world? Yeah, I love the beach. Uh, My brother was actually, side note, was uh, living in Cambridge. He was a chaplain there, okay. and uh, yep. they'd go over there for their holidays and stay there for three to four days every time. Um, just said so yeah. it was the most beautiful part of the world.
1: Yeah, Cambridge is pretty nice too. To be fair,
0: yeah, it's kind of in the heart of the heart of the country. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a chore one. Which would you rather do: wash dishes, mow the lawn, clean the bathroom, or vacuum the house?
1: Vacuum the house. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite favorite chore.
0: That's awesome. Okay, good. <laughs> Uh, here's here's a bit more of a trickier one that you can say past, but let's see if we can find somebody for you. Who would you want to play you in a movie of your life?
1: Oh gosh, um, you
0: can't. You kind of had that with Maggie Q already playing you.
1: Yeah, in- do you guess so. Yeah, I will go with
0: her. <laughs> she stole my name, uh, so <laughs> yeah, she stole my name. You've already had you've already had someone do your life. So you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, what was the last gift you gave someone?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, a wedding present to a friend. A bowl and <laughs> it was a salad bowl and servers. <laughs> there you
0: go. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> okay. If you had a time machine, would you travel to the future or back to the past? Future. Nice. Yeah. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals?
1: Oh animals probably
0: <laughs> i think so i like the animal one on that one. yeah well yeah. well i think it's like jake will put it out uh and you haven't had a chance to listen to jake because he hasn't been up but he said um yeah. yeah he said um actually i don't know you might be before jake so i won't drop what he says um <laughs> <laughs> if you could describe yourself as an animal which one would it be
1: oh gosh oh I have to pass on there. I don't know. That's
0: okay. <laughs> oh. Jan Fredino offended every antelope in the world by saying antelope because they go a long way but they don't do anything well.
1: <laughs> I was
0: like, poor antelopes.
1: That's <laughs> a very good answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was he was on it with that one. I thought it was pretty good too. Uh, invisible invisibility or super strength? If you could be a superhero. Uh invisibility. Yeah, I like that mm. too. Yeah, yeah. All right. Most recent show you watched on Netflix?
1: Um, all I can think is Designated Survivor now because we were just talking about
0: <laughs> it. So you've actually seen the show? Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I loved it. Yeah, it was a great. Show. Yeah,
0: it was great. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. Okay, here's one. If you won a hundred million dollars in the lottery, how would you spend it?
1: um probably on triathlon gear let's be honest um or travel but we can't travel
0: it's a hundred million dollars that's a lot yeah, of track true. speed concepts and form okay doubles. i'd
1: prob- probably buy some mansion with a, a 50 meter pool
0: nice okay so you build yourself would you stay in new zealand or would you move somewhere else
1: um i'd actually stay in new zealand at the stage i think we're, we're doing pretty well here in that little corner of the world so i'd stay here for now yeah
0: Okay, last really difficult question. Why are manholes round? Oh. (laughs) No, you don't have to answer that. That was a really, because I I put that in there to stump something. And I was like, you know what? I have no idea, but maybe an engineer would know. I I don't. it's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it for a while. I probably could just go Google it, but um,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> Let's wrap it up there. I think that was I think cool. that was really really fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing nice. your journey and your stories and everything else. I'm so excited for your future. I really am, and I'm really yeah. I'm really excited that you love the sport as much as you do, and especially mm-hmm. I think you found your niche with the 70.3 and the Ironmans. Um, yeah, I th- yeah. I'm,
1: I'm
0: really hope. The world opens up for you and we get to see you yeah. you take on the world a bit more, it be fantastic.
1: Yeah, me uh, too. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Um it was an course. absolute honor to be on this podcast. So
0: ah, uh, you're more than welcome. And where can we <laughs> listeners follow you? Um I put it um, all in the show notes, but
1: Yeah, I'm on Instagram probably mostly. Um mm-hmm. Doctor underscore Hannah underscore Wells. Um so that's probably yeah. where I say people should go.
0: Perfect. All right. I'll put that in the show notes as well. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and uh, thanks everyone for sharing the show and all the feedback. I really appreciate it. You can find all the show notes and the timestamps, links and coupon codes, et cetera, at bennettendurance.com forward slash media. Um, Thanks again, (laughs) Hannah. Stay on the line. That was fantastic. Cheers. Awesome.